everybody, and welcome to the True Crime Squad. This is Katie Weaver, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Boy. Happy surprise! Surprise! <laughs> surprise! We got good news. We don't normally do a live on a Tuesday afternoon, but we just had to come on and talk about it. Yeah. You probably already know that Jennifer Crumbly was found guilty on all counts. <sighs> Yep. I'm so grateful because this case was going to set a precedent either way that the jury yep. found. And one way was going to be good for mass shootings. And one way was going to be bad. Mm -hmm. a disaster. And just for gun safety in children mm -hmm. all around. Absolutely. So I thought it might be helpful to go back to the beginning. I went back and found the initial press conference. This was after the shooting and when the prosecutor was announcing charges against Jennifer and James. And listen to that today. It's like 22 minutes long. We're just going to listen to the first eight minutes. But it really, uh, it illustrates exactly why they charged them. And the facts of that case that they laid out that day are exactly the facts of that case that convicted Jennifer Crumbly today. Mm -hmm. So... We're going to go take a step back in time two years and listen to the original mm -hmm. press conference. Awesome. Good afternoon. I'm Karen McDonald. I'm the Oakland County Prosecutor. Thank you for joining me this morning. It's been a devastating week for all of us as we continue to mourn the loss of the four children who were shot and killed in the week, this week in Oxford High School. We've heard some positive news that some of those injured in Tuesday's shooting have made some progress recovering from their physical injuries. While the physical wounds of the victims are starting to heal, the emotional wounds to the victims, students, and the entire community will last for years. I continue to work with Oakland County Sheriff Mike Bouchard and his team to stay close to the facts and evidence of this case as it continues to evolve. My role as the Oakland County Prosecutor is to seek justice for the victims of this tragedy. The family, friends, and loved ones of Hannah St. Juliana, Madison Baldwin, Tate Murr, and Justin Schilling, and the other victim, victims have had their lives shattered. As I mentioned a few days ago, I did have the opportunity to speak with the parents of the children who were killed. Additionally, my office has reached out this morning to all of the victims um, who were injured and we continue to be dedicated to offering them services and support during this time. While the shooter was the one who entered the high school and pulled the trigger, there are other individuals who contributed to, this, to the events on November 30th, and it's my intention to hold them accountable as well. It's imperative we prevent this from happening again. No other parent or community should have to live through this nightmare. I have shared previously, and I will reiterate today, that gun ownership is a right, and with that right comes great responsibility. Based on the information and evidence I have received, today I am announcing charges against the shooter's parents, Jennifer and James Crumbly. The charges are as follows. James Crumbly is charged with four counts of involuntary manslaughter. Jennifer Crumbly is also charged with four counts of involuntary manslaughter. I will now published the details that led to that decision and have already previously been made public, which allows me to 
comment on them in a swear to that had just taken place in the district court by Officer Tim Willis, Detective Tim Willis. The investigation into the school shooting incident at Oxford High School, which occurred on November 30th, 2021, has revealed that James Crumbly purchased a Sig Sauer 9mm model SP-2022 from Acme Shooting Goods in Oxford, Michigan on November 26, 2021. A store employee confirms that Ethan Crumbly was present with James at the time of the purchase. Per statute, James Crumbly completed ATF Form 309A, 5309A. On or about November 26, 21, Ethan Crumbly's social media posts reveal photos of the semi-automatic handgun, along with the caption, just got my new beauty today, including an emoji with hearts, Sig Sauer 9mm, any questions I will answer, end quote. Subsequent to the purchase of that weapon, one of Jennifer Crumbly's social media posts on about 11-27-21 read, quote, Mom and Sunday testing out his new Christmas present, end quote. On November 21st, 21, a teacher at the Oxford High School observed Ethan Crumbly searching ammunition on his cell phone during class and reported the same to school officials. Jennifer Crumbly was contacted via voicemail by school personnel regarding that son's inappropriate internet search. School personnel indicate they followed that voicemail up with an email but received no response from either parent. Thereafter, Jennifer Crumbly exchanged text messages about the incident with her son on that day, stating, quote, LOL, I'm not mad at you. You have to learn not to get caught, unquote. On November 30th, 21, the morning of the shooting, the next day, Ethan Crumbly's teacher came upon a note on Ethan's desk, which alarmed her to the point that she took a picture of it on her cell phone. The note contained the following. A drawing of a semi-automatic handgun pointing at the words, quote, the thoughts won't stop, help me, end quote. In another section of the note was a drawing of a bullet with the following words above that bullet, quote, blood everywhere, end quote. Between the drawing of the gun and the bullet is a drawing of a person who appears to have been shot twice and bleeding. Below that figure is a drawing of a laughing emoji. Further down the drawing are the words, quote, my life is useless, end quote. And to the right of that are the words, quote, the world is dead, end quote. As a result, James and Jennifer Crumbly were immediately summoned to the school. A school counselor came to the classroom and removed the shooter and brought him to the office with his backpack. Counselor obtained the drawing, but the shooter had already altered it. The drawings of the gun and the bloody figure were scratched out along with the words, help me and my life is useless. The world is dead and blood everywhere. Those were all um, altered by him. As the meeting, at the meeting, James and Jennifer Crumbly were shown the drawing and were advised that they were required to get the sh their son into counseling within 48 hours. Both James and Jennifer Crumbly failed to ask their son if he had his gun with him or where his gun was located and failed to inspect his backpack for the presence of the gun, which he had with him. James and Jennifer Crumbly resisted the idea of then leaving the school at that time, of, of their son leaving the school at that time. Instead, James and Jennifer Crumbly left the high school without their son. He was returned to the classroom. When the news of the active shooter at Oxford High School had been made public, 
Jennifer Crumbly texted to her son at 1122, I'm sorry, at 1.22 p.m., quote, Ethan, don't do it, end quote. At 1.37 p.m., James Crumbly called 911, reporting that a gun was missing from his house and he believed his son may be the shooter. Further investigation revealed that the six-hour nine-millimeter handgun purchased by James Crumbly was stored unlocked in a drawer in James and Jennifer's bedroom. The gun recovered from the shooter at the school after the shooting was the same gun that was purchased by his father, James Crumbly, on November 26, 2021, in the presence of his son. Based upon the foregoing, the Oakland County Prosecutor's Office requested and received um, authorized, we charged four counts of involuntary manslaughter as to James Crumbly and four counts of involuntary manslaughter as to Jennifer Crumbly. I want to be really clear that these charges are intended to hold the individuals who contributed to this tragedy accountable and also send a message that gun owners have a responsibility. When they fail to uphold that responsibility, there are serious and criminal consequences. And there you have it. The fact that they didn't tell the school that Ethan had access to a gun while they were at the school and they also didn't check him. I mean, obviously dad was worried about it because he went home and looked for the damn gun. Yeah. Instead of saying it, to that kid's face, where's the gun? Yes. Yeah. Like they knew. They knew he had that gun. Oh, oh my God. All, all they had to do is care enough about their son to take him home that day. I mean, you guys right. seriously consider if your child, if you got called to the school because your kid was having a horrible day and these are the things that the school said to you and your kid was that disheveled, that off. Yeah. Can you imagine leaving them at the school? No, absolutely not. I wouldn't have. I can't. That would be a huge red that. flag to me that something's wrong. Honestly, if the school at any point ever called me and said, hey, your kid is, needs to go home or, you know, we're, there's a thing here, we went home. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, they knew full well that kid had access to a gun and they didn't even bother to tell the school. Mm -hmm. I mean, they could, they could have stopped this in so many ways. It's just horrifying. It is. And right now I'm seeing a lot of people online like, Oh, so what? Now, if my kid punches someone in the hallway, I get to go to jail, you know, and a lot of really dramatic, major stuff. That's ridiculous. This is a very specific case where some very specific bullshit went down. And I, I think we have to bear that in mind. But there's a lot of pushback about this ruling. People are very, some people are very upset about it. The mm -hmm. sentencing is April 9th. Let's go ahead and watch, uh, watch court. It's shorter. Yeah. Sorry, I know that was long, but I feel like it was a great synopsis. I think it's fascinating it was. that two years ago, this is the evidence that we have 
And we just watched that play out in court. And Fran, you're right. They didn't give all of that information uh, during the trial. Some of the things I think were restricted. Restricted. And I don't know. The prosecutor just kind of didn't go all the way there. I don't know why. I know. I know. I, I wondered too. But let's watch the verdict. Audience wants to stay seated after the verdict's rather after that. you have it it was very quick uh after that they rose again for the judge to leave and then uh the audience had to sit and wait for them to escort jennifer out and then everyone left except for shannon smith who stayed at her table writing for quite a while mm -hmm. well she immediately picked up her phone and started texting too yeah mm -hmm. 
<laughs> she looked unprepared for that verdict. She did. She looked pretty stunned. I think maybe she really thought she had this one in the bag. She's uh, treated this whole thing like not very seriously, honestly, mm -hmm. is, is my impression. Yes. Uh, Nikki made a great point uh, after there was a huge fight uh, with Ethan and his parents the night before the shootings right. in which they kicked him out of the house. Yeah. And locked him outside in the cold for a while. Yeah. 15 year old kid. They, they knew how agitated and fucked up this boy was. They knew. Send him right to school the next day. And then when there were problems, didn't bother to tell anyone about the gun. You know, yeah. oh, somebody said when she texted him telling him not to do it, when Jennifer did, mm -hmm. she had already heard on the radio about the shooting. She already knew it was happening. Yeah. She says when she texted him, she was texting him to not kill himself. Yeah. Because a lot of school shooters do. Mm-hmm. Because she, she's hearing it on the radio. Yeah, she already knew it was and, happening. And she has to know. She had to know it was her kid, you know. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, dad's case is going to be worse. Uh, some of you guys have asked if we think dad will plea now. No. Probably not. No, he's here. He's going to go through it. They've already put in the time. Don't forget that, uh, you know, they were very willing to let Ethan have public defenders, but they paid for uh, who they considered to be high-powered attorneys. Um, Shannon Smith. Why apparently. anyone thinks Shannon Smith is a high-powered attorney? I really don't understand. I don't know. It's not but, like she won Larry Nassar's case. No, and... But in the Twitter sphere of uh, Twitter attorneys and whatnot, boy, some people thought that that closing was brilliant, that that was going to really get under the skin of the jury. They were going to see themselves in Jennifer. Boy, that did not work out, did it? I, I think that's only true if the jurors were shit parents. Just right. to be frankly, perfectly honest. Yeah. yeah, if they're shitty parents who don't take yeah. care of their children and don't take responsibility for their children's safety, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But... I think most reasonable parents would look at that and go, my God, they literally put the gun in his hand and refused to get him any help. Mm -hmm. I just, I've thought a lot today about Ethan and what his uh, last year or two at home was like before the shooting. And I am so sad for that boy. It doesn't mean that what he did was right. Ethan's exactly where he needs to be, but I'm still so yes. sad for him that he was screaming for help and just couldn't get it from these two. Yeah. And how sad is that? Yeah. Especially because Jennifer was on Xanax. Jennifer was on Xanax, but wouldn't get her son mental health treatment. Oh, they both she were. Jennifer and James herself. were both on Xanax. Right. Yeah. 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 It was okay for them, but not their 15-year-old mm -hmm. kid. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. This, this message has to be sent to mm -hmm. parents who own guns. And parents... If you're buying your children guns, I really want you to question why you're doing that. Right. Because right. do you think their brains are developed to a space that they're able to be safe and sane and rational with them? Because I'm going to tell you, they're not. No. No. It doesn't even, even have if... to be a kid who's mentally ill. No. It can be a kid who got real mad or real scared. Yeah. Can do some of the same things. Definitely. Definitely. Well, if you are, like, like I know people around here hunt, there's a, we're in a huge hunting community. And so, yes, people buy their kids guns that are under 18 or under 21. 
those guns are still required to be locked up. And and why not say, this is my gun, and when you turn X amount of years, if you have been responsible with guns, it will be your gun. But to mm-hmm. tell him this was his gun, this was his Christmas present, he had posted about it on Twitter, she had posted about it, or on Instagram, I mean... It was just a known and accept, accepted fact that this was a gun for Ethan, a handgun for Ethan. Yeah, well, and, like, he wanted it really bad. And he'd done all this research on the specific gun, a specific yeah. handgun that is used for self-defense and, you know, shooting people. Yeah. And they never asked why. Why do you right. want that gun? No. I mean, hunting rifles are a different story. But why would you give your teenager a handgun because he wants one? Mm-hmm. What did he want it for? Well, we all know what he wanted it for, but they sure didn't ask. Yeah. Yeah, apparently James' guns were in a safe, but this one was not. I mean, they just, they failed a thousand ways to Sunday on this. I Just without think- question. So what comes now? I mean, they've already appealed even having these charges all the way to the Supreme court in Michigan. Right. They will still have appeals. I would imagine, but uh, I doubt any of them stick. I feel like this is where it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is precedent that needs to be set. I mean, somebody, Oh, one of our, one comment I saw was that what we need is gun control. I got to tell you, we're not going to get it. Okay. We can start, we can scream for the rooftops for gun control to try to stop these school shootings. We're not going to get it. So we have to use the other systems that we have Mm -hmm. to consequence and work toward prevention. And this is most definitely one of them. Mm -hmm. That the two things that I think could maybe, maybe make a splash, maybe make a difference. This is one of them. Start Mm -hmm. holding people responsible. If you, own a gun and a minor does something with it yes people are acting like that's just really unfair and i'm not really sure why i think it's really unfair too i think it's really unfair to all those kids who died i think it's really unfair to the teachers that got put through this i think it's really unfair to anyone that was injured i think it was very unfair but not to jennifer and james no they created this monster and then put a gun in his hand The other thing that I think would turn the tide here would be to require in every gun to be insured. I do too. I think gun insurance, just like car insurance, is a place we ought to all be looking. If you own a gun. And and I was raised with guns. I live with guns. I am not anti-gun. But I am anti-school shootings and anti-kids getting guns and doing stupid shit. And look, this isn't going to stop all of it. Yes, we know. People get guns in illegal ways all the time. We get it. But we have to fix The majority of these school shootings are committed by legally purchased guns. Yeah. If you go look up statistics, that's where they're coming from. Yeah. You consider that if you have to have a gun, if, if you have a gun, it has to be registered. That's already the case. But... If you have a car, it has to be registered and it has to be insured. Why not your gun? You know why? Mm-hmm. Because then do you know who would get control of all of the gun issues in the U.S.? The insurance companies. Because mm-hmm. then they would be the ones lobbying for change and for laws. Because they don't want to pay out. They don't want to pay out. And so there would be some natural consequencing and changes that would happen if ins- guns were required to be insured. Period. Right. 
Yep. I think it's a, a huge part of the solution. The other part of the solution is for us to actually use and improve the mental health structure that we have in this country. Absolutely. To uh, kick in and take effect when someone is clearly unsafe. I, I can't mm -hmm. stop going back to that that mass shooting that happened in Maryland um, with the man that was yeah. in the Army Reserve. Mm -hmm. And the army had deemed him unsafe and wasn't letting him have access to weapons. And the sheriff's office knew about that and also was not, you know, mm -hmm. but they never took his guns. They should have, and they never did. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then he went completely bonkers and killed a whole bunch of people and absolutely 18. terrorized that town. 18 yep. people. Hey, Stella. Yeah. Yeah. But it's true. If we can't, well, Jeremy Best, Jeremy you know, Best, if we cannot use the systems we already have in place, how can we be safe? With Jeremy right. Best, of course, this happened in Teton County, Idaho. Jeremy was found naked and babbling at a local store, wandering around in the winter and was gathered up and taken by the police to a local hospital. The police did not put a psychiatric hold in place. The hospital did not put a psychiatric hold in place. Instead, James' wife and nine-month-old baby came to the hospital and picked him, or Jeremy, sorry, and picked him up and took him home. And that night, he shot and killed his pregnant wife and took the baby with him uh, on some wild uh, getaway, and the baby died. And again... We did not use the systems that were in place to keep people safe. And and no, why? There's no answer. There is no answer. When they found him, the baby was dead and he was naked inside a sleeping bag on the side of the road yeah. in November in Southeast Idaho, mm -hmm. where it was well below freezing overnight. Mm -hmm. He was not well. He was no. not able to make safe choices for himself or anyone around him. But the system totally failed him and his family. Yeah. And it didn't have to. The structure is there. We have the structure. Every state has the structure. Yep. But it doesn't get used. Jeremy could have been put on a 72-hour hold. Yeah. And because he was in the middle of a mental health crisis and figured out, but they just didn't bother to do it. No, they didn't. Just like... James and Jennifer just didn't bother to tell the school that Ethan had access to a handgun. Yeah. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, obviously. But why do we have to keep doing this? Why do we have to keep making these mistakes and then saying, well, we didn't know, we couldn't have known. How many hindsight lessons do we need? Yeah. You know, the Crumbly's made an active choice mm -hmm. multiple times leading up to this shooting that led to this shooting. Yep. Yep. And here we are. I hope that the prosecutor in what she said two years ago, that uh, this needs to send a message that if you're going to own firearms, you have to be responsible with them. I hope, yeah. I hope it does. I hope it does. What I'm mm -hmm. seeing right now is a lot of people, uh, you know, making up a lot of crazy scenarios and not just being very real about what happened here. But I right. hope this it's just bullshit. Does exactly that. I was thinking about, I believe it was the Cremo case. 
Mm-hmm. This is the family that uh, Robert Cremo Jr., I believe, was uh, Robert Cremo III, the son, yes, uh, was also uh, deeply ill and had been making, he was a SoundCloud rapper, and he'd been making videos of him singing about shooting up a school, amongst other really disturbed things. He had drawn a giant uh, picture on the side of his family's house of him shooting a school. Yeah. He had created a situation with his family that was so unsafe that the police were called because he was threatening to kill all of them. Yeah. And even then, his dad co-signed with him so that he could get an AR. In, in his state, you have to be 21 to purchase an AR unless you have a sponsor. His yep. dad marched right down to the gun store and sponsored him to buy an AR. I think he actually bought two ARs and a handgun. And then, of course, he used those guns to shoot up a parade route and yep. injure and kill quite a few people. Mm -hmm. And in that case, his father, Robert Creole II, was charged. That's still going through the court system, so I don't, I can't tell Not you. Not charged with murder, up. but charged no. with, you know facilitating this situation uh -huh. um he pled to something really minor did he is that how that ended being much. and then there's the six-year-old who shot his first grade teacher in the stomach mm -hmm. and his mother has also been charged but not with murder for one because the teacher didn't die yeah but she was taught she was charged with child abuse charges mm -hmm. for not making that uh, gu gun safe yeah and and yeah. you know making it available to where a little boy could get a hold of it. This is yeah. the first time that a parent has ever been charged or convicted mm -hmm. um, of murder. Mm -hmm. And this it's involuntary manslaughter, but this is, this is the biggest charge we've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. JR, he was dressed as a woman, a cremo kid. Yep. Yeah. It's a good point, Nikki. She's said, I don't know if that's how you pronounce your name. If it's not, I'm sorry. It might be Nisi. If, I, if I'm incorrect, I apologize. Um, it is on Jennifer's part. She said, I said that, you know, her, it was open enrollment on her insurance not till December. Kind of acted like they couldn't afford to take Ethan to the doctor. All the while that she dropped 20K that year on her horses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we all saw very clearly in her um, testimony what was important in her life. And her son was not on that list. Mm -hmm. You know what else isn't cheap? Skiing. And she was doing plenty yeah. of that. Mm -hmm. She was ski patrol, so she was probably getting paid for that part of it. But yeah, she did. Well, no, but she, she also... was probably skiing too, you know, oh, and yeah, all of her gear sure. and all of her things. Yeah. It's just, it, this to me was a clear cut case. And I, but again, a lot of people felt like it wasn't and that the state didn't meet their burden of proof. But uh, clearly they did. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with James. Uh, it was brought up, Nikki, mm -hmm. yes. Okay, good. Uh, that James, uh, is a deadbeat dad to two other kids that has not really paid child support, not really had a relationship with in many years. And now here we are failing the third kid. So don't expect James's uh, trial to be exactly the same as Jennifer's because there's different evidence uh, mm -hmm. showing us why James also was such an ineffective parent that wasn't actually giving a flying fuck about his kid. Well, and Jennifer threw him under the bus that it, it was his responsibility to lock up that gun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's it's both of their... If you're an adult and you have children, 
it's your responsibility to make sure guns are locked up. I don't care. You know, she, she said she was scared to put the lock on it. Well, so you know what? No one put the lock on it. That gun did not have a lock on it. Yeah. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. JR, I wish I could remember. I was trying to remember this yesterday. Who is it that uh, she was mentoring behind bars that wrote the letter that actually got out? Do you remember? That who was mentoring? Jennifer. Oh. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I remember that happening, but I don't remember I who it was. I can't, if anybody else remembers, drop us a line. I can't remember who it was. I don't know, but I, I don't think anybody ought to be getting mentored by Jennifer Crumbling. Well, she said, and this, this really slayed me, this girl had said that Jennifer was like a mother to her. And I was like, well, for God's sake. So she can mother? Hmm. Just not her own child? That's Great. rich. Yeah. Well, there you have it, guys. So, you know, it, I am truly uh, pleasantly surprised. I was Me really too. hoping for a guilty verdict in this one. Some cases I'm not as invested in. I just want to see the uh, justice system play out yeah. in this one because I am so at a loss as to what we do about school shootings here in the U.S. with such a broken government that can't seem to do a damn thing about it or won't do a damn thing about it. This is something. That's right. It was the girl who threw lie on her dad. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's correct. Yep. How yep. odd. Why would you be mentoring someone in prison when you have a 15-year-old child who needs you? Like, I just... Jennifer did absolutely everything possible to not have to have any time to take care of her own kid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a part that where she had told a friend that he was an oopsie. Don't care. You two brought him into this world. You are responsible for him. Two of my kids were too. And you know what? That was fine. I figured that's just the way of things. And I was happy to have right. them. And I, I don't understand that I didn't actually want this kid. So I'm going to just make them pay for it for their whole life. I don't get it. I also mm. seriously question who the hell raised Jennifer and what were her parents like? Because Jennifer didn't learn how to nurture. She didn't learn how to mother. It's obvious no. by the way she behaves, by the way she talked in court. She does not know how to no. adequately take care of others. Not at all. She called herself a helicopter parent. And she also said that she and her son and her husband were a close family. Yeah. While you're out there having all these affairs and not spending any time with them. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That seems legit. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping, actually, I was really hoping that we would see a press conference from uh, Shannon Smith today. I looked. I didn't find one. Um, I just wanted to see it real bad. But <laughs> She looked less than pleased also. Did you she notice shaken. how kind of fucked up her hair was? Like She did not look like she had her shit together in well, the hearing. You know, going back and listening to her closing arguments again. Did you hear her say that she, that there's a lot of times where she doesn't even make it to the shower for two weeks and just is lucky to grab a handful of wipes to clean up with? What? Oh. I didn't know. I did not catch that. What the hell? Oh, uh, yeah. Yikes, lady. Yeah. I was like, So maybe these not... two are just kindred spirits and that's why Shannon Smith thought she could win this case? I have no idea, but I was, that was a wild thing to say to the jury. I was like, ew. Yeah. And. That is a wild thing to say. 
honey, if you're that busy, you need to get some priorities figured out because you also have four teenagers. So come on, man. Uh, That's too much. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that one kind of slayed me just a little. I'm like, that's just bizarre. Why would you? You can tell us about the status of your underpants yet. Next. We don't need to hear these things. No one, no one wants to know, lady. Please no more. Please. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's what I've got. Anybody got anything else to say or are we done? I'm just relieved. I'm just relieved that I I feel like this is movement in the right direction Mm -hmm. to be one more step that people can be taking and and accountability happening Mm -hmm. that may actually help prevent some of these crimes. If you know that you could go to prison for something a kid your kid does with a gun you provide them, maybe that will make you think twice before providing a handgun to your 15-year-old son. Or any gun. Or having any firearms in your house whatsoever that are not secured. For the love of God, people get a finger lock that has the fingerprint technology. They're not that expensive. No. And there are a whole lot But you also need to lock up your damn ammunition. Yes. It all needs to be locked up and in separate places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These things, the technology is there. The, everything is there to do the right thing. And here's, to me, if you can afford to have guns, because that's an expensive hobby, you mm-hmm. can also afford to have the correct ways to secure them. Full stop. Yep. There's no in-between there. None. No. Yep. All right. Well. That's it. So this this is Tuesday. So we'll be back Mm -hmm. tomorrow, Wednesday night for case updates at 7 p.m. Mountain. And then Mm -hmm. we'll be back on Thursday with the brand new Mormon Misdeeds episode. There's stuff brewing. In fact, Operation Underground Railroad announced today that they are refocusing, reforming, and coming back stronger than ever with a whole new board. Stop! Please stop giving these people money. Stop. Stop. Yeah. But no, they're still in it. They're in it. So I don't know why. But, but beyond that, there's some really interesting things happening with the law and uh, with reporting in various states. Uh, some states are now mm-hmm. saying, yeah, no, we don't care if you're clergy or not. If you hear about sex abuse, we better by God hear about it. Yep. Yep. That's <laughs> We're going to be talking about that on Thursday. Lots of good stuff. We're we're happy to see it. We hope there's a whole lot more of it. So, in the meantime, please, please, please be good to yourselves. We'll talk about a lot more of this and, and so much more tomorrow night. So, thanks yeah. for being here, you guys. Thanks for showing up for a surprise uh, live stream today. It's been it's good to see you all. So, mm-hmm. this has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Bye, everybody.